For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you rolling with me, Daryl, just solo. And, um... It is truly a sad day in the world of University of Miami, um, I guess, and in Dallas Cowboys, and um, Aiken High School, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and um, Tennessee State University, because a great one has gone on to the football heavens and heavens above, Um, Coach Hubbard Alexander. A great man has touched many lives in the world of football, and a lot of lives have gone on to do great things in football and out of football. Uh, Michael Irvin's coach at the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Alfredo Roberts, coach with the Indianapolis Colts last year, and has coached with the um, Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. His coach, Charlie Henry who's drafted, I think, by the Oakland Raiders, his coach. And, I mean, the list goes on and on of coaches, guys that Coach Axis have coached in the pros or in college, but the number of lives that he has touched individually by just pulling them to the side or, or motivating them in some kind of way or even criticizing them so they would be motivated. Um, coach Axe did a lot of things, and he was he was um, a coach in an era when uh, we didn't have a lot of black coaches in college football. Coach Axe was there in the '80s at University of Miami when I got there, and as a matter of fact, he was the only black coach at University of Miami. And hey, if you want to call in and chime on this, we're at Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. The call-in number is 888-346-9144. And I'm asking all of these guys that have been touched by Coach Hubbard Alexander in some way or another to call us and bless us with a few words of how much you love him and how much you're going to miss him because he's really meant a lot to a lot of people. So I'm telling you guys, uh, you know, um, it's a tough day, but um, us that have been close to Coach Axe, uh, we knew that he was he was sick and he was battling uh, some things. And, um, you know, even, even when he even told us a while back that he was coming to the Florida State game this year, you know, we, we had some reservations, but uh, we were still praying that we might have a chance to see him there. Uh, but um, that's not going to happen. 
However, um, Coach X is going to really be missed by so many people that, um, like I say, he's 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 touched their lives in in, in one way or another. Um, I know he has really touched my life in a in a lot of ways. Um, even coming on our show um, a while back and talking about his career, um, how he came from from uh, Tennessee State University, uh, all black college, uh, to the ranks of um, going and coaching in the NFL um, with the um, with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, winning three Super Bowls uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, and actually going on to coach um, coach with the New Orleans Saints as well, you know. So and the Minnesota Vikings, you know. Coach Axe did his thing, you know. You know, he's really going to be missed. I mean, really, really going to be missed. Um, we've we've lost a great person, a great humanitarian, um, a great coach, and and I'm and I'm and I and I'll be the first to say a, a great role model. I mean, because Coach Axe was, he, he set the tone. We're going to be right back after these messages with more Sports Info U.M. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're examining five methods for hunting this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Taking an in-depth look at archery, crossbow, rifle, black powder, and pistol. We'll explore the specifics of each hunting discipline and what it truly means to be proficient and successful with them when in the woods. Joining us will be legendary outdoorsman David Blanton from Real Trees Monster Bucks and Wildman Greg Ritz of Huntmasters. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info U. You know, uh, the passing of Coach Axe, like I said, it's just, you know, it's, just a, it's a big deal to me because he meant a, he meant a big deal to me. And not just me, um, a, a lot of guys. You know, uh, Coach Axe was the, was, a, was the tight ends coach at the University of Miami when I got there until he left after I left. Um, and he, I mean, when we look at the University of Miami, some of the great, great tight ends that have come from there, Glenn Dennison, um, Willie Smith, um, Greg Olson. I mean, I even throw, um, you know, um, I can't think his name right now, but um, the guy that was giving Warren Sapp a hard time earlier, er, um, Jeremy Shockey. You know, these are some great tight ends. I mean, Coach Axe was was one of the founders of, of, of that position to make it good and make it super good at the University of Miami and make it one of those positions that um, the guys cherished. You know, when you hear some of his stories about how um, he said they would look at look at games and knew when these teams was playing these two deep coverages that they were going to be leaving the middle of the field wide open and he had some tight ends that just could make things happen. I, I just, I'm, uh, I tell you, man, we've lost a great guy and um, and he's sorely going to be missed at the University of Miami, but he will definitely not be forgotten and I'm sure at some point in time this year, um, the University of Miami is going to recognize Coach Axe for all he did and, uh, and all he meant to the university. But hey, Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys. You know, for a lot of these Dallas haters, and I'm not any team hater because I love all football, uh, except maybe that Pop Warner stuff, the Little League. I am down with that. I don't think little, little kids should be playing football pads or. But Tony Romo is really, really maybe making a lot of these Dallas haters upset. Because if you're a Dallas hater, and you don't like the Cowboys, you may have a problem. Because I'm going to tell you, this kid, Dak Prescott, is, is probably much better than Tony Romo. I mean, he's going to be able to do more things. And, if, and right now, you can tell he's picking up the offense pretty good. And I'm not saying that he's going to jump out and show us Dan Marino's skills right off the bat. But I really think you're going to see a fresh and young, athletic person uh, playing this position for the Cowboys, something this team hasn't seen in a very, very long time. And and really, let's ask the question. Let's be real. Let's, let's take a minute and think about this thing. Last year, Tony Romo had back, back problems. This year, Tony Romo has back problems. And the season hasn't even started yet. I really think we may have seen the very last of Tony Romo, because, man, let's get it. Let's If this kid, um, Zach, Dak Prescott, comes out and wins, say, uh, four out of the first six games, are we going to see Tony Romo in week seven, especially, especially if this kid is coming off a two-game winning streak? I don't think so. I really, really don't think so. I don't think Jerry Jones is really ready to just say, hey, Tony Romo, this is your team. You're like Troy Aikman. You're the man. You've won Super Bowls. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. 
Tony Romo hasn't won any Super Bowls around Dallas. So he really is not the man. And he really has no anchorage there. I mean, he has nothing. He, his body of work has not spoken loud enough for, for them to say, when you come back from back surgery for the second time, we're going we're gonna to give you the start job, Tony. I don't see it happening. Um, Jerry Jones and, um, and the Dallas Cowboys organization is a little bit smarter than that, and I just don't see it going down like that. Dak Prescott, he probably is going to be the starting quarterback for this team. He, um, From what we've seen in the preseason, he deserves to be the starting quarterback for this team, and uh, I just don't think Tony Romo has been healthy enough for the last couple of years to um, to be rewarded with anything, to be given anything, as far as we're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, and and in, uh, in this program, I just don't see him. He, he just hasn't done enough. If anything, he's been hurt too much. So Tony, um, maybe there's some other team out there that wants you because you just don't have that golden star. Like Roger Starback. Now Roger Starback was 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 probably the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in a Dallas Cowboy uniform, and that's including Troy Aikman. But hey, the San Diego Chargers have finally given in and signed Joey Bosa to a four-year deal. How do you think this is going to make this kid look this season? Here's a young man that has not played one preseason game, and they say he will not play next week in the fourth preseason game. So what, what, what should we expect this season from Joey Bosa? Are we, are, should we just say, hey, this kid got his money? Um, you know, I think he got like $26 million. He got his money, so he's happy, and he's going to take this year off, and he's now preparing for next year. Uh, are, we, are we still going to say, hey, this is the next J.J. Watt? I don't know. I, I, it's curious to see how this young guy from Ohio State, the fourth player taken in the NFL draft, how he's going to how, how he's going to develop into this NFL franchise player that a lot of people want him to. And with that fourth person taken in the NFL draft, that fourth pick taken in the NFL draft, it's a lot expected. I mean, I mean, a whole lot is expected of um, Joey Bosa. Can he can he fill those shoes? I don't think so. I just don't think he can. Um, I'd like to see him um, do that, but I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Um, as a matter of fact, we're lucky to see this kid play with, uh, with, with some real intensity around the fourth game or, or fifth game. I just don't see it happening. And before we go any further, before we go any further, uh, last last Friday night I went to a high school football game, Mateus High School against Florida um, against Flagler Palm Coast High School, and Flagler Palm Coast High School is considered like one of the high, biggest high schools in the state of Florida, eight A eight A classification. Matanzas High School is a small school com- compared to um, Palm Coast High School with a 4A classification. I think it could be lower, but I think they're 4A classification. Well, for the second year in a row, Coach Ripley 
and the Matanzas Pirates beat the Palm Coast High School, Flagler Palm Coast High School, for the second year in a row. And it was a convincing win, I, I, I must say. I, I think the final score was 14-8, uh, to eight, and um, Flagler Palm Coast High School scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, Matanzas High School scored both their touchdowns in the first half. But they held on and uh, played some serious defense down the stretch. Congratulations, Coach Ripley. Um, you really turned that program around. And you have a, a, a football program now. You don't just have a, a football team. You've done a lot of good things. But you know what they do? You know what's expected from people that do good things? More good things. Bigger good things. So, Coach, we're expecting big things from you. Keep up the good work. And congratulations again. The FPC, let's... let's 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 change some things. Let's do some things. And I, and I you know, I don't mind being critical on, on my show, but um, um, Flagler Palm Coast High School probably has one of the better running backs in the state of Florida, and that's saying a lot. And when this kid is a senior, but Flagler Palm Coast High School is playing a a spread offense where they have sometimes four wide receivers, no tight ends, and a one back set in a shotgun formation. Now, if you're running the ball 30 times a game and you don't have a fullback in your offense or a tight end, you're really, you're really doing the running back a whole lot of injustice. And take that from me, somebody that played the position. You're not doing the running back any justice if you're going to have a one-back offense and no tight end, no fullback, and run the ball majority of the times that you have the ball. If you're going to have a spread offense, you have to be committed to the pass. You have to be committed to some uh, some screens or draws. Where this 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 team is committed to running the ball between the tackles with no fullback or tight end. I just don't understand that. And when you have that, most teams are going to do exactly the same thing that Matanzas did to um, to Flagler Palm Coast High School, and that is attack number one. Attack your running back because you only have one running back in the backfield, and your quarterback looks to be, appears to be a, a tall, slender uh, sophomore that that's definitely not a running threat in the backfield. So you really need a fullback in your offense to help this, help your running attack or your offensive attack. Otherwise, we're going to be in store for a long season at Flagler Palm Coast High School because I can guarantee you that a lot of the competition that Flagler Palm Coast High School face will be much, much better. Much, much better than Matanzas High School. I mean, it's, 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 it's strange to say. Matanzas beats you, Coach, but if you don't put a fullback and find some kind of Somebody to play tight end for you. If it's a, it has to be maybe I don't care if it's a a backup tackle or a, a defensive end. Uh, somebody needs to play tight end and really coach. Somebody needs to um, get in the backfield and back and block for your block for your running back. All right, now that I'm off of that soapbox and I'm I'm done with that. The Denver Broncos have made Trevor Simeon. They're starting quarterback. And what, what does that mean? Trevor Simeon is a starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Well, the one thing it means is that Mark Sanchez could be out the door. Oh, butt fumble. 
You know the guy, former New York Jets. Well, anyway, um, Mark Sanchez could be out the door. Uh, the sad thing is, some team probably is going to pick Mark Sanchez up. But Mark Sanchez could be hitting the gate because it's it's about that time. I mean, really, you know, it's, it's really about time for Sanchez to 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 be gone. I mean, the guys. And, and I, I don't, I don't. Let me take that back. If you, if if some team is going to pick you up, you deserve to collect the check on Tuesday or Friday or Monday or whenever we get, whenever y'all get paid in the NFL. So if somebody's going to pick Mark Sanchez up. I have no problem with that. Um, and and I and I, I'm I'm all for everybody. The light switch might go on tomorrow. You know, you turn out to be a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, apparently he hasn't shown that in Denver because um, Trevor Simeon, a kid that played at Northwestern, is going to be the starting quarterback. He's already been given the starting job. Now, uh, Trevor Simeon, his only experience is taking a knee for the Denver Broncos uh, last year when Peyton Manning was hurt. So um, I just think that Simeon being... The third-string quarter, quarterback last year on Denver Broncos roster. Now he is the number one quarterback. What does that say about Denver? Is that, does that say they really are going to use him as a quarterback that's definitely going to manage the game? Or, or are we going to see him going out there reading defenses and trying to make plays? I really think we're going to see a guy that's going manage, to manage the game. And I really think that possibly... Denver Broncos is going to do the same thing they did last year that won them the Super Bowl, and that's really play with a defense that's going to dominate, dominate, control the ball, first downs, really just not, not put the ball in their quarterback's hand and ask him to do a whole lot. Only, probably the only thing they're going to ask him to do is hand the ball up. You know, we were talking about uh, running the ball 27 times a game on a high school game. Well, they probably go throw the ball in this office maybe 27 times in a game, and that's just not a lot when we start talking about the NFL when we see teams sometimes average 40 passes a game. So, um, Trevor, congratulations, and good luck because you, 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 you might need it, Trevor. This is not going to be an easy season for the Denver Broncos, especially on offense. I just don't see them um, – I don't, I, don't, I don't see them doing a whole lot on offense. When you start asking a, a guy to manage the game, don't see it happen. Colin Kaepernick. What's up with Colin Kaepernick? You know, we've been kind of critical of Colin Kaepernick on this show for a while. And Colin Kaepernick now is saying he is not going to stand for the, for the uh, national anthem – when they sing the national anthem before the games, because he's protesting the way people of color are being treated in, in, in American society. And he said, until this changes, he is not going to um, stand for the national anthem. Well, I don't think he's going to ever stand for the national anthem again. You know, I'm not, I'm just saying, because, uh, um, Colin, I'm I'm just sorry to say, man, it's just gonna always be it's gonna always be some police officers that shouldn't be police officers. They're gonna be some teachers that shouldn't be teachers. They're gonna be some principals that shouldn't be principal. They're gonna be some NFL coaches that shouldn't be NFL coaches. And if you're gonna protest everything that you don't like, 
hey, you're going to be always protesting. You just can't fight every battle. You just got, you can't fight every battle. And I think this is a battle that to me, I, 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 don't, I can't say it doesn't make sense because it does. But, but I just think that there are better ways for him to, to do something about what he's protesting. And, and, and I, I don't know. I guess I look at standing up for the National Anthem. Every time I think about standing for the National Anthem or every time I've always stood up for the National Anthem, I always thought about veterans and, uh, and uh, people, of, people that have went to war and people that have protected our country, making it the most safe, making it the safest country in the world, making it the richest country in the world, making it where people die trying to get here. I mean, literally swim across oceans, go across oceans on an inner tube just to get here. So I find it difficult when uh, someone refused to stand up for a land that people literally die, die trying to get here. And I, and I, I understand this protest. I, I really do understand this protest. Yeah, but... um. Colin, you got to pick your battles. I don't think you're picking this is not a good one. Hey, we got Chris Hobbs on the line. Chris, what's going on? Hey, Darren, how you doing, man? I, I, I've been listening to you on a, on a various number of topics you guys discussed, but I, I wanted to um, maybe later on touch about the Colin situation, but I want to kind of extend my condolences to all the former other players with Coach Alexander passing today. And um, he meant a lot to me. He's a great guy. He was always the calming force on the sideline whenever there was chaos. And uh, I think you'll be missed. So. Yeah. Coach X will sorely be missed, man. Surely be missed at the University of Miami. And um, and our prayers and condolences go out to his family. You know, um, I talked to his son today. His son uh, works for the um, for the Baltimore Ravens, Chad. And uh, right. he was telling yeah. me that Coach X passed away. And, um, and he was telling me also about how, how much it meant to Coach X coming on the show here. And talking, he was. We interviewed him once about maybe six or seven months ago, and um, it was it was a real, real, real treasure that that we still have of him calling the show and chit chatting with us for a little while. Yeah, he was. Um, he was the type of coach that really touched a lot of people. I mean, he he had a career that covered a number of different teams, college and professional ranks, and a lot of championships and had a lot of interactions with a lot of young men who are now fathers and, and um, some even grandfathers. And um, he had the same effect on pretty much all of them. And when you do that, you got to feel like you, you had a pretty good purpose in your life and, and you can feel good about what he has accomplished, you know, in right. light of his, his death. So, Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. condolences to his family. Yeah, and, for um, sure. Yes. And, and this, the, the colon cut, the colon Kaepernick thing, I, I just got to make a comment. You know, I, I agree 100% with the fact that I, I'm not sure if this is the right step, and I'm not sure if, you know, there will be repercussions. I think there may be some fear, because if you, if the league or whoever the team responds in a negative way to his protest, then they may get backlash, because he does have the right to do that. And I think of any team he's with, he's with the right one. The coach seems to be you know, give him some leeway. Um, but I agree, this is the best country. It is the best opportunity you're going to get anywhere in the world. Um, however, there are still some things that need to be addressed. And 
uh, how they get addressed, who knows? That's yeah, and I agree part. with you, Chris. It's, it's a lot of things in our in our society that need need to be addressed, and uh, and it's hard to criticize him for making to, the way he's addressing him because you got to start somewhere. You know, we can sit up here and say, "Hey, it might not be a good good thing," but then we got to realize too, what is this cost to him? He's putting his career on the line. He's putting his his a whole lot of money on the line, and now we're hearing whispers that um that uh, the Forty ers may even cut him um this year. Well, I, I truly believe if that action comes about, if he is cut, those few people who, who were even critical of his action will basically turn on the Forty ers I mean, because he while he does create a firestorm, but he does have that right. And it'll look as though they're trying to silence him. And so once that's the case, then you have a whole section of other supporters coming out of the woodworks to say, look, a person should not be silenced. He should not be fired for speaking his mind. So I think they're kind of caught in a, you know, in a crosshairs in terms of which way do they go? They let him go. It may get more of a distraction. They leave it. You know, then what? But uh, I think it's, it's a difficult situation for the organization. I, I personally think they're not going to let him go. I think that will create too much negative press for the team, as much as there's a uh, majority who may want that to happen. But that minority will not stand for it. So I, I don't think they're going to let him go either. And he's already um, set to make like $14 million this season. So I don't think they're going to let him go. Um, at the same time, Colin Kaepernick has not played to a level in the last two years that have made him a superstar. At one point, we thought he was going to be a superstar in this league. And last two years, we've seen him, his, his game has declined, his, his attitude has, has declined. And now we're, now we're up against him saying, hey, I'm not going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. It would be different if he was a defensive back and a Muslim. I don't, and I'm not going to say his religion had anything to do with this, uh, but he is what we consider at his position always leadership, 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 and it's it's just going to be. It's, it's I think this is a, this could be an uphill climb for him. I don't think it's going to be a good thing. Well, I, I, I agree with, you, but I, I support the guy. I think it's courageous. I think it's. Um, I wouldn't say it's warranted, but I think it's courageous and. The mere fact that it's got people like you and I talking about it, he's accomplished what needs to be accomplished. I, 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 I agree. And, and it's objective. He, he, you know, he got us talking about it. And, and that's, that is always the, the, the ignition, you know what I mean? That's what ignites right. these things. Maybe a little spark from him, get us talking about it. And the next thing you know, maybe um, in a few months, more things are being done, being done about it. More screenings are being done for police officers and, and other people. You know, we got a lot of bad people in our society. It's just not police officers. It's, it's teachers and principals and, and librarians. And, hey, you know, man, Urban Meyer's brother-in-law just got arrested for kidnapping and, um, and, wow. and, and, and rape. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, wow. it's, it's, it's crazy. And guess what? Well, he was a police officer. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to predict that you will see 
another athlete come out to support him once the season has started? Well, Chris, they've already I, I, been. I predict that. I think uh, a defensive back from the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, he's already said he's going to be doing the same thing in support I, I, of Colin Kaepernick. So you're, you're right. There you go. I think it's going to, once it takes hold and people aren't afraid, because that first one is always the one that takes the most heat. And as, as many people who've interviewed say, they agree with him, but they just didn't have the courage to step out there. But once they feel it's safe to do, and they see their other former their players doing it, I think you're going to see a whole lot of that. And the NFL is probably shaking in their boots because of it, but it's just like every other scandal in the NFL, whether it be the CTE scan, one person comes forward, then next thing you know, you got a firestorm. It's just and a gay issue. Once that first person breaks down that door, the flood gets open, and I think that's what's going to happen here. So well, that's my prediction. I think you could be right, Chris. Hey, Chris, we got to take a quick work. Quick commercial break. If you want to hold through, you're more than happy to, brother. But um, hey, guys, we'll listen to Sports Info UM. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. 
you know, this Colin Kaepernick thing is 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 not going to go away anytime soon. And um, he seems like a person that's not going to give in anytime soon. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are weighing in on this. Uh, Kirk Schilling, um, Donald Trump. Donald Trump said if you don't like, the, like it here, he, sh- he can't stand for the national anthem. He should, uh, he should lead the country. Kirk Schilling says if he was one of his teammates, he'd so and so and so, whatever. You know, um, the NFL has a rule that says that players do not have to stand for the national anthem. Now, however, the NBA has a rule that players must stand in formation for the national anthem. Now, the NFL doesn't have such a rule. So um, in the eyes of the league, Colin Kaepernick is not breaking any rules. I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. Uh, he can he can, he can, can sit down. He can cover his head up. He don't have to stand for the national anthem. So, hey, the league says he doesn't have to do it, and the league say they have to do so many things, or you can't do so many things. I mean, you, you can't take Sudafed. Um, you you, you, t- you can't take um, a Robitussin. Come on, man. So if they say you can't, you can't, you can't. If they say you can, you might as well do it. If you can sit down for the National Anthem and you want to, hey, I guess you could do that. Now, as a tribute to our country, most Americans feel an obligation to stand for the National Anthem. Some people who have some people stand and salute a flag during the National Anthem. I've never saluted a flag. I've never been involved in any military either. Not even the, um, not even ROTC as far as I'm concerned. So, but, um, not, not, not at me like that as far as I'm concerned, but I've never been in any military, so I really never had to salute anyone. I've never saluted anyone, but I don't have a problem with people standing to attention and saluting the flag during the National Anthem. And and some and I've been places where people did not stand uh, for the national anthem. So uh, and it didn't bother me. It, it, it didn't bother me at all. You know, one like I took a, a second look at them because they didn't stand uh, for the national anthem. Uh, but um, if Colin, if he feels like he can, if if he feels as though um, yeah, he has a right to to not stand. For the uh, national anthem, hey, uh, that's fine. I, I have no, no problem at all with that. Now, on the other hand, Ezekiel Elliott um, said he was in Seattle for a game, and uh, he he went in a weed shop. You know, it's uh, marijuana is legal in Seattle now. Ezekiel Elliott said he didn't see anything wrong with it. He was just curious. We talk about these kind of things all the time on the show. Um, just an average Joe could have walked in that place, see, just curious. A geek from a geek from Philly could have walked in that show, walked in the in, in the in the weed shop, curious to see what's going on in there, see how they sell it by the gram, by the ounce, whatever. When there's nothing said about it, nothing at all said about it. Matter of fact, an Ohio State bioengineering student could have went in that same shop. A graduate from the the bioengineering department could have went to that same um, that same shop 
nothing would have been said about it. I mean, absolutely nothing. However, when Ezekiel Elliott, first-round draft pick, Dallas Cowboys, goes into the shop because he's curious, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. And I really hope that Ezekiel Elliott has learned a lesson because this young man has been in the news a few times already for things that are not really related to football. He's in a weed shop now. A couple of weeks ago, it was him about some kind of domestic violence issue with his girlfriend at Ohio State. Man, you need to be careful, Ezekiel, because these kind of things, eventually, they start wearing on your reputation. They start costing you money. You want to, you're here to make as much money as you can because your career is not going to be that long at this occupation. So make as much money as you can. You can't make as much money as you can when you're spending money on frivolous stuff like lawyers and trying to get out of situations. Hey, man, wise up. Wise up real quick. I'm telling you now, wise up real quick. Because if you don't, you'll be paying for it down the road. You'll be paying for it in a big way. And um, and, and if, if you haven't, if you don't know, Look around the league, and you should be able to learn some valuable lessons by just looking around the league at some of these guys that have, that have, that have lost money and lost careers over doing stupid stuff. You know, um, it don't, you don't have to look very far either, um, Ezekiel, because um, it's, it's real easy to find people that have made, made mistakes that have lost them a lot of money. You know, um, Urban Meyer spoke on, spoke on this earlier. Urban Meyer's brother-in-law charged with rape and kidnapping. <laughs> Urban Meyer's wife says she ain't had much to do with her brother in quite a while now, and she still don't plan on having much to do with him. But Urban Meyer's brother-in-law. Now, what does that have to do with anything with sports? Urban Meyer's brother-in-law charged with rape and kidnapping. That's my point, Ezekiel. You know what I'm telling you, man? Urban Meyer has nothing to do with it. But because that's his brother-in-law being charged with something like this. And it'll be the same thing if it was your brother or your father. They do something stupid. They're not going to even refer to your father. They're going to say Ezekiel Elliott's father or brother. So my point is, man, you really have to be oh, oh, oh so careful because everybody's looking at you and a lot of people want a small piece of what you have. I mean a small piece of what you have. It's crazy because what you don't understand is a small piece of what you have is a two-year salary for a lot of people three-year salary for some. So, hey, man, be careful. Be extra, extra, extra careful. You know, um, yesterday we lost a great, great person, Coach Alexander, Coach Hubbard Alexander. Um, I talked to his son um, today. Uh, he said we lost Coach Jax this morning. I apologize. He said Coach Jax passed away this morning. He said his wife had been there with him Um you know, Coach Ax was um, with the University of Miami from 1979 to 1988. 
And when he left the University of Miami, uh, he went coach for the Dallas Cowboys from 1989 to 1997, where he won three Super Bowls for the Dallas Cowboys. And upon leaving the Dallas Cowboys in 1998, he, he coached from 1998 to 1999 with the Minnesota Vikings from 2000 into 2003 with the New Orleans Saints. And hey, I tell you, Coach Axe will be sorely missed. Sorely missed. I mean, yeah. wow. Coach X uh, was a graduate assistant at Tennessee State from 1962 to 1963. And, um, and he was with the Vanderbilt Commodores from 1975 to 1978. And I was, and, you know, Coach X um, touched so many lives. And like, like uh, Chris Hobbs came on the show early and said, Coach X was a calming force on the sideline. Never really got mad, never yelled and screamed. He was always pretty calm and cool. Uh, he was a very cool guy. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, cool, cool cat. Yeah, spoke real humble. Never lost his cool. Well, hey, we, um, we had Coach X on our show um, a year ago. A little over a year ago, and um, these were some of um, some of Coach Axe's words about himself and about about um, how things were back in the day. Coach Hubbard Alexander. I had a great time at UM. Now listen, let me set the, the story straight. We should have won five national championships, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we didn't. You know, you remember the Doug Flutie thing? If we if we'd have won that game, we had a chance to win the national championship. Then we went to the uh, Fiesta Bowl. You know, we had a chance to win that one. Then no, we, we had to the Tennessee, We went to uh, the Sugar Bowl, played Tennessee. If we win that game, we win. We win the national championship. Then we went to Notre Dame. They took the game away from us when they Cleveland Gary scored, but they said we didn't score. If we win that game, we win a national championship. So we should have won five national championships. It wasn't just about football with you. You cared about the kids. You cared about well, what I you did so. after football tried, and man, after tried, practice. Man. And that's what I love. And I teach my kids that now. Well, I appreciate that, really, man. But you got to understand one thing, too. Will I learn a lot from you, too, man. You know, my, my background uh, there, I, uh, I came up, I had great parents. They taught me, they taught me the right way, and I just listened to them. And fortunately, everything just turned out right for me. You know, I'm, you, know you, just, you just got to be in the right, right place at the right time. Timing means so much. Uh, it's been... I'm just going to say, I've just been lucky just to be involved in so many, so many good things, you know. I never will forget the uh, experiences that I had at the U, man. It was something. It really was. I enjoyed every bit of it. I wouldn't take nothing for it. Okay, I just want to say to all my U.M. guys, you know, I love all of them. I love all you guys. And keep on pushing, man. Go U.M. That was Coach um, Hubbard Alexander, Coach Axe, some from from his own, from his words, you know, came on the show a couple of years ago, and uh, 
it really meant a lot to me to have him on the show and and it meant a lot to his uh, his son Chad. I, I talked to him today and uh he was telling me about how much um how much it meant to him to have how much it meant to him to listen to Coach Axe on the show and how much it meant to Coach Axe to come on the show and um uh, and be able to talk to his UM um his UM family. And um, you know, Coach Axe was I tell you, you know, you can even even in that conversation right there, you could tell that uh, he was he was a calm calming force, man. Uh, and it's, it's it's we're gonna we're gonna really really miss Coach X. I mean, it's it's a sad day for us, but uh, uh, heaven is having a happy day today. They're gonna get a lot of football knowledge and a great guy because uh, Coach X is uh, was a wonderful, a wonderful coach, wonderful human being. Uh, just a, a fantastic statesman, spokesman, and he was a real tribute to his race. I mean, in a big way. And, uh, I say that proud because uh, meant a lot to me. Did a lot for me, and he cared about people. You know, it's it's one thing when uh when you're around people, they might even be be real nice to you, but do they really care about you? That we never had to be concerned about with Coach Act. Even if he was yelling at you, you knew he was caring about you. And not that he yelled very often. But uh, Coach Axe had a lot of love and a lot of care for all of his players. And, and I say his players because I didn't play wide receiver or, or tight end. But trust me, I was one of Coach Axe's guys. And, uh, and I know a lot of guys feel the same way that didn't didn't necessarily play running um, tight end or receiver, but they know how much Coach Axe uh, cared about them and how much how 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 often he wished you well. He wants you to do well. He wants you to succeed, and, and he also prepared us for uh, for life after uh, football. He let you know, hey, you need to be preparing yourself for for situations in life, and uh, we got to be thankful for that. Like I said, Coach Axe will be sorely missed and uh, never forgotten, and that's for sure. Like I said, he might be missed, but he'll never be forgotten. And uh, Coach Axe, three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, two national championships, University of Miami. Hey, I tell you, this is, he, was a, he was a great guy, a great coach. And... Uh, we're going to always remember him. And I'm sure, like I said earlier, the University of Miami will be doing some kind of tribute to, uh, uh, kind of tribute to, to uh, Coach Hubbard Alexander. You know, uh, a Clemson quarterback came out and said last week that, uh, you know, he don't want to be stereotyped as a, as a running quarterback. And a lot of times we think of um, of a spread quarterback as a running quarterback. Well, I, I I don't I don't think you know we've we've seen sometimes these spread quarterbacks don't they don't um, resonate into being good NFL quarterbacks for some reason or another. So I, I don't know about that, um, uh, Mr. Watson. I think you better hold your horses down for a little while. You know you might not. 
just just let things come to you. You know, I sometimes I think we almost wanna wanna throw the race card out there. He says a lot of times um, people refer to spread quarterbacks as as a as a black quarterback. You know, well, you are black. You're a good quarterback. You know, you're the best quarterback in college football right now. All you got to do is keep on proving it. Keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, hey, if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll be considered to be the best quarterback uh, in college football. Black, white, doesn't matter. If you're the best quarterback in college football, you'll probably be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. And if you're the first player taken in the NFL draft, hey, you'll be the highest paid player coming out of the NFL. Whether you're black, white, it doesn't matter. So um, I don't, I, I don't. Let's don't, let's don't pay a lot of attention to that. Whatever it is, he's he's trying to. Um, what, whatever it is he's talking about, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. So he's a young man that's still growing, still maturing, and um, and he's he's still developing mentally and physically. So that mental development sometimes take a little longer. So hey, let's just be patient. And um, and wait and see what happens, you know. Let's wait and see what happens. But um, you know, um, I was looking at um, the WNBA last night. Something that I really don't do very often. But the NBA has really found a way to package the WNBA where it is a very nice thing to watch on TV. And if it's a very good thing for me to watch on TV. People around the world that really, truly enjoy women's basketball, because there are a lot of people around the world that really enjoy women's basketball, and the best women, the best women basketball players in the world are American, and they're playing in the WNBA. Hey, the NBA is making money off the WNBA. We may look at it and say, "Wow, some of those, those stadiums are empty," but. The NBA is making money off the WNBA because this is a very, very wide sport around the world. When you go in other go to other countries, they they almost cherish women's basketball. So it's happening. Don't be afraid of it. Enjoy the WNBA. And hey, before we go, I want to say this, Coach X, rest in peace. Chad and Miss Alexander. Our blessings are with you. Our sympathies with you, and we're all gonna miss Coach X. Let us know about the uh, arrangements. Hey guys, thank you again for being part of the uh, Sports Info UM Radio Show, and um, thank you for helping me uh, give a tribute to um, Coach Hubbard Alexander. Uh, he meant a whole lot to the University of Miami. He meant a whole lot to me, and. Um, and I really think that the University of Miami will be doing something in his honor uh, very, very soon. Uh, it won't be long. So stay tuned for that. And um, let's just uh, see what happens. Hey, guys, thanks again for being a part of Sports Info UM Radio Show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.